husband was reading a story in the Toronto Star that caught my eye. And, you know, so many businesses are closing down uh, during this pandemic. It is really sad hearing that um, 50% of restaurants won't make it. And when you drive along our main streets in the city of Toronto, it's just dismal. There are small businesses that continue to close for good. And advocates are renewing their call for an overhaul of how the province assesses commercial property taxes because advocates are saying, look, it's not the pandemic that killed our small businesses. They were doomed. It's commercial property taxes that put businesses into a tough position. And so we are joined to talk about this um, by uh, Rob Sizek, who is with the West Queen West BIA. He is the director. Welcome to the show. Good to have you on. Thank you, Kelly. I appreciate you having us on. West Queen West, second coolest neighborhood in the world, according to Vogue. Sorry, I had to According to Vogue? Yes, just a little wow. while ago. Yes, in the world, not too bad. Yeah, that's not too shabby, my friend. But the sad no. thing is, half of your businesses have permanently closed. I mean, that is yeah. just, I mean, because I'm a, I'm a West End girl. I'm not going to lie. I've, I've, uh, I've frequented most of the businesses that you're probably, um, with the BIA, that you're probably representing. So tell me about this and what is so problematic about how commercial property taxes are uh, assessed. Yeah, well, so impact that assessment program, we've had a board member, Deonta Gajel, for 10 years fighting this. Uh, John Carew, Lionel Michigan from TABI, that's the Toronto Association of all the BIs, 10 years and nothing happened. Uh, there will be changes hopefully in 2021, but we've already, as you just said, 50% of the businesses, and there's going to be more gone. Uh, July 1st is rent again. Some businesses haven't been open, so it's a bloodbath. And this has been going on for years, the skyrocketing property taxes that don't actually reflect the building's current use. So can you talk about maybe some of the specifics where where that impact um, assessment is flawed? Yeah, well, it, and the whole problem is, is they base it on sales, especially in Toronto, that, uh, you know, the buildings around you. So if you're a small landlord, you've owned a building, it's been a family business. We've had places that were making candles or, you know, selling perfume, and you make 100000 a year, 50000 a year, all of a sudden, though, your taxes went up to 120000 a year because a few doors down, someone bought the building for $4 million, and that means that you can sell yours for $4 million and do what they're doing, so your taxes go up. So they don't base it on what you're actually doing. It's like two different trajectories. You know, the buildings, someone wants to buy, put a condo or something, boom, you're, you're going to be judged the same way. Okay, there are some people listening that would say, well, yeah, that's right, because now the building and your property sub- subsequently are worth more money, and so they should be attacked, uh, or taxed, rather, based on how much uh, that property is worth, not how much the property is making right now. So what's your argument there? Well, here's the whole thing about that. So if I run a business and I'm doing something for 20 years, it's been a family investment. Where you do planning by on what you have. So my income's not going to change because the neighbors made a great money. So maybe when I sell the building, the new owner comes in knowing what the taxes will be, knowing that this is going to happen. But if you're already there based on previous things, you, again, people think because of Queen Street that there's, these folks have lots of money. It's, it's their investments, it's there's small mom and pop shops. A lot of the time, two people work seven days a week. They finally bought the building. You know, they bought it 20 years ago. And now they've been doing the same job for those 20 years. 
and they're out. But I have to say one thing. Uh, they are changing impact. But city council right now, they're meeting today and tomorrow. They could, because they base their commercial general tax, that percentage, that total tax rate, on the impact. So they could lower that today, tomorrow, for our members right away without anything at the province changing. I just have to throw that out there for sure. Okay, so city council could do this for you? Yes, uh, immediately. Okay, because city councilor Brad Bradford, he's in uh, Beaches, East York. He said that the model assesses properties for potential use, not for their current use. Exactly. So, uh, you know, they could look at your building and say, well, that could be a condominium tower. So it's worth about this much, although it's only right now a two story building. Do you think is he one of the people that could bring this motion forward? And what's the holdup? Have you talked to Brad? Because he seems amenable to the fact that there might be a problem. Kudos to all the counselors, but especially Brad. He's been fantastic. He's been leading this charge with uh, our board member, Bianca and Tavia. I, I hope this happens because here's my fear. Uh, we haven't even hit rock bottom. It's sunny now. People are excited. They think this, you know, the COVID's over. The problems are over. The rent's coming. And now we've lost 50% of businesses. Same thing in other BIAs. So when our tenants, the landlords, try to get new tenants, the rents are 10000 a month because of the impact assessment. But just a block away, if you walk across across the street from Trinity Bellwoods, it's 3000 So those landlords, small landlords, have to lose 7000 are they going to be able to swallow $84,000 a year for the next two years? No, they can't. Are you worried that you're going to see a lot of those storefronts not only absent, like empty, but going up for sale from you know people that are forced to sell as well because they just can't p- get people to rent those, um, those storefronts? And then the fact that uh, we might be looking at a situation where we do have those ghost streets. Uh, yes, I am afraid of that. Quite a bit afraid for uh, West Queen West. But again, we are the art and design jurisdiction, so we're always on the positive note. In those mm-hmm. storefronts will be art, uh, people doing you know, pop-up stores, maybe musicians, dancers. So we're going to work with what we have because the businesses, the creative people, entrepreneurs are brilliant. They can come up with solutions, but give them time to do it. So again, lower that commercial general tax rate a little bit. The city can do that immediately. Uh, impact is going to change in 2021, but until then, they're still using the July, the January 2016, and that's not fair for people in West Queen West. You mentioned a couple of times that rents coming due. How many um, businesses are you hearing from that are saying I'm not going to make it in, in July? Just give us an idea. Yeah, it's probably 80 percent, 90 percent. Tabia and some other areas have been doing uh, surveys, and people haven't paid the rent in the last few months. That uh, CERCA program was $3 billion, the rent assistance program. Only yeah. $39 million was used. Like, that's nothing. So there's no rent being paid. And in August, when it's time we can evict you, I think that's what's going to happen in a lot of spots. Rob, thank you so much for joining us. I, I wish you guys uh, the best of luck, and I hope council comes to their senses. We have to do something to help out our small businesses and medium businesses, and also the landlords that are... You know, owning, they've made an investment as well in in those buildings. So thanks so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Shop West, Queen West. Everything's open. Small business, local matters. Thanks, folks. Appreciate it. There's something so charming about somebody that puts in a tag uh, at the end of an interview.